Welcome to the Startup Competitors Podcast, where we talk with early stage entrepreneurs and to understand what information they use to inform product roadmap, strategy, and market differentiation. Want regular updates on moves your competitors are making? You can learn more at startupcompetitors.com. Hey there, this is part two of our series, turned out to be a series on Forecaster. We're chatting with Forecaster co-founder Logan Burchett, who's kind enough to work with me to set up the forecast for startup competitors going forward, which is uh, what was a super fun session and uh, is super fun to play with uh, since, uh, since we've done that session. So a little bit of editorial comment on this one. There is video that goes along with this one. If you'd like to follow along, you should be able to find it uh, on the Startup Competitors website. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is if you're very, very familiar with Proformas and forecasting, this might be very basic. If you'd like to kind of watch the product demo for Forecaster, then there's a lot of value there maybe if, if that's something that's interesting to you. But if you, you're not familiar or super comfortable with doing forecasts, I, th- I think this episode really delivers. Logan and I have a lot of back and forth uh, where, you know, we're talking about, you know, some some of the common problems. They've, they've actually automated out a number of the common problems that happen if you're just doing this in Excel in their product, but we still talk about those problems. So even if you're not necessarily thinking about using Forecaster, if you're new to financial modeling like this, it could still be a, a great tangible episode for you. Really hope you enjoy this. I really appreciate the Forecaster folks for taking the time to do this. It is a cool product and uh, it's well worth checking out, particularly at their price point that they're launching it at. So go do that. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're doing something really different, and there is a video stream for this as well. I hope it's the first time we've ever tried it, so maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But either way, if you're hearing this, there's an audio stream. Uh, This is part two with Forecaster. Today, we're chatting with Logan Burchett, who's the co-founder of Forecaster, and he's going to be walking me through setting up uh, a financial forecast for startup competitors. Uh, if you've listened to in one of our earlier episodes where we talk through the pivot of startup competitors, we're moving towards something that has a little bit more of a SaaS revenue model with it. Uh, and we're in the process of beta testing that new version now, and we hope to launch it officially in the next couple of months. And so uh, as we think about that pivot, we've not done any financial forecasting yet. So this is uh, very timely. Uh, and I, Logan, I really appreciate you taking the time to work with me on this and help us get set up. No, thanks, Mike. Definitely appreciate you having us on and really looking forward to jumping in and building you guys an amazing forecast. And it, and just real quick, if somebody has not listened to the earlier episode on Forecaster, which they should stop this and go do that now, but if they didn't, give us the you know 60-second uh, pitch for Forecaster. Yeah, so Forecaster is like TurboTax for financial modeling. So financial modeling is something that has been done in Excel to date. 98% of financial models have been built in Excel. And it is not optimal for a variety of reasons. I mean, Excel is a static document. It doesn't plug into your data. It's hard to use. It's technical. And finance is typically a structured thing. So it's something that a software is ripe to take over. And we have built that software. Awesome. Perfect. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, cool. So let's start. If if everybody's following my screen here, just to start off with a little bit of app orientation, we've got three major sections here. So we have a dashboard section which right now is going to look pretty blank because we haven't really filled anything out. We have an assumption section, which is where all the financial modeling happens is where we're going to spend most of our time today and we're going to build everything out. 
And then you have the financial section. So these are the things that investors care about. We have an income statement, balance sheet statement of cash flows. It looks like we have one expense in here. So I'm going to have to take that out. But that's kind of the general structure of the app is just, you know, you have output, output, input. So Mike, within the input section, we're going to start by focusing on revenue streams. Uh, And we've got a couple of different sections here. We have revenue streams. That's where we're going to build our revenue formula. Customer acquisition, that's how we're going to figure out our customer acquisition plan, how we're going to be bringing customers into the app. Then we have a hiring plan. That's you know how we're going to be hiring people and bringing people on, building out a team, expenses, creating a budget. And then you have your balance sheet. So you have the assets, liabilities, and equity, uh, which we'll focus on kind of a little bit later on. So uh, let's kick off by looking at revenue. So you mentioned that you're going to be doing a SaaS build. Is that right? Correct. Great. Uh, self-serve SaaS, is it going to be something where it's like a, uh, a per user per month or a per seat per month? Or is it just kind of like a, like a Spotify, like, you know, just like a standard monthly thing? Standard monthly thing. So the, the product is you tell us your three closest competitors, uh, and then you can subscribe to get an email from us that is curated by humans every month that tells you everything you could ever want to know about those three closest competitors, new hires that they made, marketing campaigns that they tried, uh, relative trends on social media, website visits, um, just uh, if they did pricing changes, if they've raised funds and they've announced that, if they've made an acquisition, any of that kind of stuff. We sort through all of it. Big big PR things. Uh, we sort through all of it and we whittle that down to a human digestible email that lets you know the the big things. So you can subscribe to that for $10 a month. Uh, and that, and maybe we just model that. And then we're thinking about a version where you can maybe pick five competitors and, or even track yourself and see your own data and what's out there. Uh, but I don't know that we have reliable pricing for that yet. So maybe there will in the future also be a $20 a month option, but we can start with just a $10 per month. Sounds great. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to click Add Revenue Stream, and I'm going to have this list of options that I can choose from. And the top one's the one that we're going to want to choose right now, which is that subscription revenue stream. So I'm going to click that, and you're going to see that we got a variety of different builds here. There's a variety of different types that we can choose from. And I'm going to stair-step us into this since we're on a podcast here. So I'm going to start with just the simple build type, and then I'm going to go into the advanced. Just bear with me for a second. So if I click on Simple... I'm going to hit next. And what I'm going to see are a couple of things that I can input here. I'm going to delete these assumptions for now. But basically, I just have three things. I have three variables. I have price and I have subscriptions. So right now we're sitting at, you said $10 a month, right? Yep. And the number of subscribers, uh, roughly how many active subscribers do we have right now? Or is this something that's going to be launching uh, shortly? This, This will be launching. Launching. Okay, cool. So when do we think it's going to launch? Uh, I suspect we will launch it in March. Okay. So what I can do is I I just went back and I'm going to change the start date here. I'm going to look at March and I'm just going to click March first. Perfect. I'm going to hit next here. And roughly, if you had to just take a stab at it, this is just theoretical to show you how how it works. But if you had to think how many people you might launch with, any idea? 10. Let's say 10. Okay. So now what I can do, so first of all, if I hit done, I'm going to be able to see that I've just got equals $100. I haven't told the app that anything's growing. I haven't done anything other than say I have 10 subscriptions and I have $10, right? If I wanted to change this in any way at any month, I can double click in any of the number of subscriptions. And let's say this month it's 20. I can just 
type in there, it's going to update it to 20. It's going to signal that I've manually changed this and it's going to code it to be yellow and it's going to change my revenue. 100, 100, 200, back down to 100. And I can undo this. I'll clear that out. So that override is done. And what I can do now is I can change the number of subscribers in any way that I can, in any way that I want using assumptions. So if I want to go in here and hit, I want to add an assumption and let's say growth and you can name it whatever you'd like. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a growth assumption and let's start since the, since it's not starting until March, let's say this assumption starts in April. And I could say that this is going to grow by 3% per month if I'd like. Or what might be interesting is to say, I want this to grow by maybe another 10 units every month. So every month we're adding 10 more subscribers. And whenever I hit save, I'll be able to see here, starting in April, increase subscribers by 10 units every month. And you can see I go 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And you can see my revenue and how that increases every month. So that's kind of the basic way to do it. Um, we could grow it by percentages, but, but generally it's just the three um, metrics. You have price, subscriptions, price times subscriptions equals revenue. Easy enough, right? Then, but what I suggest for you guys is a little bit deeper than that. It's like a slightly uh, you know, more in-depth way of building it. And I'm still going to start it in March. So in this case, I'm going to choose advanced. You just took away all my cash. I'm kind of upset about that, by the way. Oh, well, it's coming back. Don't worry. So you got advanced here. So where simple was just revenue equals price times subscriptions. Advanced is still just price times subscriptions. I can see that. But what we're doing is we're getting way more detailed in how we're calculating subscriptions. So in this case, subscriptions is going to be a factor of what I had last month and what I have new this month. And I'm going to get into how we're able to create kind of like interesting customer acquisition strategies and how we can grow that subscriber base over time. And we'll do that whenever we look at customer acquisition. But right now we're just setting up the formula. So I'm going to hit advanced and I'm going to hit next. And what this is doing is it's, it's giving me a lot of things to interact with. But generally speaking, you've got what we call metrics. So each one of these boxes is a metric. Um, and I can see based off the labeling that some of these metrics are inputs and some of them are outputs or calculations. So subscriptions, for example, that's an output. That's a calculation. It's something that I can't change. If I double click in here, I can't really edit it. The only way that I could possibly edit this is if I went in to hit edit and change the modal and change the formula. Um, but inputs, I can just input what it is. So in this case, we're talking about um, price. So that's $10. So I can put that in like that. And if I look, as I scroll down, I can kind of see the different pieces of this equation. So I've got my price times subscriptions. That's 1,000, 10 times 100. I've got my retained subscriptions, previous month subscriptions, churn subscriptions. And now I can input my churn rate, which is the percentage of customers that leave every single month. So you guys haven't launched yet. This is probably an assumption right now. So I'll do for now, let's, let's put it high and let's say it's 10%. And then I'll show you how you can change that over time. And now what we're doing is we've got this metric right here called new customers. And this is actually linked to this customer acquisition section of the app, which I'll get to here in just a second. But what this is saying is 100% of the customers that come from over here, from this section, goes to this tier. So that's important if we want to launch other tiers. So like you mentioned that you might do a $20 a month tier sometime off in the future. What we could do is we could say when that launches, all the new customers 
20% or 50% go to the $20 tier, 50% go to the $10 tier. And we could change it like that. Got it. So I'm going to hit done and you'll be able to see all of these different metrics here. So you can see my price, uh, $10, my subscriptions, which is $100, which right now I just have a standard customer acquisition funnel. So I'm going to delete that so we can start completely from scratch. And it's going to show you basically that you've just got zero everywhere right now because you haven't launched yet. Uh, what do we want to call this product, by the way? Uh, let's just call this a basic email. Basic email. Okay. So I'll hit done. Now we've got this as the basic email and that's your revenue. So now what we can do is we can go in and talk through the different ways that you're acquiring customers for this. So if you've got to think that you mentioned that like you're going to be starting with like hopefully 10 customers, you know, like that's kind of like the goal. How do you think you're going to be getting those 10 customers? We have most of them already as beta customers. So I'm assuming we will be able to roll them forward into paid subscriptions. Cool. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to show, uh, basically I can create a new customer acquisition funnel. So I just hit add funnel. I can click leads to customers. And what I'm able to do is kind of forecast different ways that I'm going to be bringing people onto that plan that we just talked about. So in this case, let's say that we're going to be starting this in March because you guys are launching in March. And you said that you have a beta list. Is that right? Correct. We're testing this out right now with some beta customers. Okay. Uh, so beta customer conversion. So you can name it something like beta customer conversion and we can hit next. And now what we're able to do is kind of define top of funnel all the way down into new customers. So roughly how many beta customers are you testing it with right now? 10. Okay. Gotcha. So there you go. So you got 10. I'm very optimistic. I'm going to get hundred percent conversion. There you go. There's hundred percent conversion. And what this is doing is it's saying right now, it's saying that you're getting 10 new leads every single month. But what it, but what in reality is happening, I think is that you're going to get those 10 and then that well is like kind of dry. So then you're going to do other things. So what I'm going to do, Correct. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say our starts here and it also ends basically in April. It's just going to be, you're getting those 10 customers. You're getting them in that once that month. And in this case, I need to actually end it in March. So I need to go in here and say that this ends here. Done. So then, so what it's saying is beta customers, my leads is 10, my customers is 10. And in that, for that particular funnel, for that one particular way that you're getting customers, you get that 10 when you launch and then that's it. If I go back to my revenue streams, now we got revenue. So, Makes sense. yep. So if I look at my new customers, there's 10. I just got it from there. Now my active subscribers is 10 and I'm getting some churn here. Uh, but basically since my it's life, probably real by the way, right, yeah, you <laughs> turned one out and then you got, so now you're at $90 a month of revenue right there. So then we got to think, all right, so we got these 10. So now what, how are we going to grow it after that? So what do you let me all some ideas? I mean, like, let's, so I can run, let me, let me maybe show you kind of like what we've got out of the box to help you think through it. Love it. So if I go in here and let's say like paid advertising, for example, like that's a, that's a popular one. Um, what I can do is I, let's maybe start paid advertising in April after we launch, let's say. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, and let's say paid advertising and we could say this is going to be like Google whatever, you know, you don't have to modify, but let's say we do, let's hit next. 
what we're going to be able to do is input how much do we want to spend on paid ads. So what do you think? You want to test it out with just like a, you know, hundred bucks maybe, or do you want to go a little bit more aggressive or? No, no, uh, we're, we're crawl before we walk hundred bucks a month is great. So hundred bucks a month. And we could say your cost per click, you know, do you, I don't know. Do you have any idea what that is? Or we can just make a guess right now. Uh, I could actually go look what it was for the old product, but, but let's say it's around somewhere. It's probably going to be around four or five bucks a click. Okay. So let's say four fifty. All right. So we spent a hundred. So that gets us 22 clicks. And then we have to say we're converting 10%. I don't know. You know, we can, we can kind of like, let's just say it's 10. So if we spend a hundred dollars, that would get us two new customers a month. So if okay. I'm done, now I can see there's my budget. I get 22 leads. I get two customers. If I go here. Now you can kind of see how that grows over time. And it looks like with our churn, because right now we have churn at 10%, we top out at 200 bucks a month because we're basically, we'll hit a point where we're now churning to, and we're getting to. Yeah, that makes sense. It like stays like that basically. Yeah. Now, how can we combat that? Well, we could increase our budget. So what I could do here just to show you how it works is I could say my budget is currently $100. Let's add an assumption. Budget growth. And let's say maybe, you know, just kind of playing around here, but let's say maybe can, starting. Can yeah, you ahead. tie budget to revenue at some point? You can. Yep. You can basically, so just generally, I'll, t- I'll kind of like talk about how the app works a little bit too. So like, this is a good, that's a good question. We have inputs here. So budget's an input, but we can also do calculations. So what I could do um, is I could click into this edit button and then where it says metric type, I could say, this is currently an input. Now I want it to be a calculation. So what I, so now what I can do is if I wanted to link this to revenue, I would have to, you can never link it directly to revenue because what that does is it creates a circular reference because it's like money drives revenue, which drives money. So that makes sense. So it'll blow up up the app. Uh, But what you can do is you can um, basically make this what we call a past value metric, which is saying, let's look up what revenue was last month. And then we can make that a percentage of revenue. So if I did past, past value, then I could choose from any metric I want. In this case, we're talking about revenue. And I could say total revenue. Look it up from one month ago. Save. That's going to... So now what you're going to notice happens is we've got this giant... As revenue grows, we're getting more and more customers from that. So now if I look at revenue, you can see it's kind of going up linearly because we're dumping every dollar that we make back into paid ads. Right. So let's look at how much we're spending. So we've got... I mean you can adjust the time period here and go all the way out to 72 months. So in this case, we're saying currently what we're saying is that we're essentially spending a hundred percent of our revenue from last month on paid ads. So we could get a little bit more crazy with it and say like, let's spend 10% of our revenue from last month or whatever, anything that we wanted to do. Actually the, the, the probably the best thing to do would be to link it to previous months like net income. So let's do that here in a second, but I'll show you as revenue increases, my, my budget increases. And so I'm able to like basically dump more and more money. And then way out here, I'm getting three, you know, 4,786 
customers per month based off of my inputs. And out here, I'm at $241,000 a month in revenue. Got it. So let's do this real quick. I'm going to hit next. And let's see, actually, really quick before I do that. Let's see how much money we're spending on paid ads way out there. $215,000 per month. Let's see what our net, net income is. This is why I like financial modeling is I can actually see, do we ever turn a profit? I don't think we do if we do that. Well, no. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Because it's linking to the previous month. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Uh, let me do this. I forgot that we have a expense in here that I need to take out. This is from something old. I think I made something in your account before we started. So now let's look at it. Okay. So now you're, yep. So yeah, you eventually, you eventually uh, make it into the, into the black and you become profitable. And we make it into the black because even though we're spending a hundred percent of revenue, because we're at that point, we're making, we kind of flip over and we're making more money, so much more money in the next month yeah. than we spent in the prior months. Is that right? But yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and actually we have, yeah, hold on one second. Cause you, I think you guys actually should be profitable basically right out of the gate. It's cause I have some old data in here. I just should have probably made sure that this was totally clear before we jumped in. That's all good. There you go. Okay. So that, that makes more sense. So basically you guys are essentially profitable right out of the gate. If you do it that way, because what you're paying in paid advertising was last month's revenue. So if you look here, like revenue is this, this is, that's this month's paid advertising, this, this month's paid advertising, this, this month's paid, ad, paid ads. So since you're always one month ahead, yep, and you're never going to lose money, but your margins are always going to be really, really small. Like looking at this, you're at, uh, you get out here, you get to where you're making $23,000 in net income. So, you know, not bad, but that's kind of like how that works. I mean, you're, you're able to like throw in a bunch of different, you know, strategies in this case, this would suggest that you're basically going all in on, you know, paid advertising, um, which, you know, makes sense. I'm actually going to link this though, because I think it'll be more interesting to link it to, uh, bah, 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 bah. I'm going to link this instead of to revenue, I'm going to link it to on our income statement, net income. Well, actually, let's link it to, I guess we can keep it linked to revenue. I'm trying to think of the best way to, let's link it to EBITDA. Yeah, let's link it to EBITDA. So basically what I'm doing is I'm saying all, of all the money we made or lost last month, like let's just link it to that, which in this case, yeah, that's going to create a circular reference. I was afraid of that. We'll keep it to revenue. Pass value one. Yeah, that'll be all right. Okay, cool. So yeah, so that's kind of how that works. What we can do now is we can add different funnels. So is there anything else that you want to test out? You got paid ads right now. Yeah, here's an interesting one. Every time I have somebody on the podcast like you, I'd like to give them a six-month free trial. And then ideally, they would convert at the end of that six-month trial or three-month trial or whatever. Okay, cool. So let's do this. So what I can do is leads to customers. We'll maybe start that here. Uh, we'll say it starts in March and let's say, let's call that uh, podcast guests. Okay, cool. 
podcast guests. All right. So we'll start that. Head next. How many guests are you trying to do per month? Uh, four. Four guests per month. Okay. So that starts there. We're going to try to get 100% of those. I cannot. I mean, I'll get 100% of them to use it for free, but let's say only 50% actually convert. Okay. 50% convert. I'll hit done. And actually what we can do here is we can get a little bit fancier with it. So like what I've done is I basically said um, right now, it's just going to do, it's basically not going to do the, the six month free trial or whatever. It's just going to assume that you get four, two of them convert and it goes down and then it makes it to the 12. What we could do is add a metric and say free trial period. And in this case, what we can do, and actually, let me do this. I'll add a metric and call this podcast guests. And we'll say that that's four. And it's save. And then what I can do is I can make this a past value metric. And we can link it to six months prior from that metric that we just created. Dude, what you're doing right now in Excel would be really hard. Yeah, it takes it takes quite a while to get it right in Excel, and that's why we just didn't want to do it anymore. We were like, you know, let's not let's not do this nonsense in Excel anymore. Um, but yeah, there it is. You can see there's my podcast guest. I got him in March. I converted them in September. That's two new people. Converted fifty percent of them. And now let's see where our hey, revenue is. Can you shorten that uh, that window? It it's hard to see in the early months that go from 72 months back down to something normal. Stu, you want to do like 12? Yeah. 12, 12 or 24. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. now we can see the different lines. Yeah, nice. variation there. There's that little bump there. I'll do the same thing. Yeah. You can kind of see that there where it bumps a little bit. Yeah. So there's your podcast guest. And then you can kind of keep building that out. Like I really like, kind of going up and, and, and throwing some, some different stuff at the, at the wall, whenever it comes to this, like I've, you know, influencers, customer referrals, all of that stuff is, is all really good to throw in. Um, but we can also create different tiers, but for now we can start, you know, happy to stay with the basic, you know, $10 a month. But in the future, what we could do is launch like a $20 a month here, have the start date out somewhere in the future, we could even group different funnels to power different tiers and stuff like that. You can get pretty crazy with it if you wanted to. You want to talk about hiring plan and customer acquisition? Or do you want to talk about hiring plan or you want to keep doing customer acquisition? Uh, for the interest of time, let, let's maybe move on. I mean, I absolutely want to talk more about customer acquisition, but uh, I could probably play around with it from here. Let's talk about hiring. Let's talk about hiring. All right, cool. So who we got on the docket to be hired? So this will be interesting. So there's there there's the way that we handle people in this business today is we use uh, basically task based labor. So think mechanical Turk or fancy hands or uh, something like that, where we can create a ticket to do work, and then that person will perform that work at a cost per ticket or a cost per hour, and then we tie that directly to the order that that's going out. So historically, that would have been when an order came in, we knew there were roughly $30 in COGS associated to that, which would be humans, but it's all done in that kind of contract labor. Let's do this in expenses then. Um, okay. 
it sounds like it needs to be a cost of goods sold anyway. So this is going to be what I'll do is I'll create a, and is this going to be based off of, is it something where every subscriber will have a certain number of units that is assigned to them? And then there's going to be a cost per unit type of thing. We think so. Uh, we, we still don't know how this is going to work exactly at scale, but uh, right now the way that you're, you're, I think you're thinking about it the right way. So you can either tie a fixed cog per email, right? So per unit. Okay. Or you could potentially tie it to if we get into more complicated subscriptions. So, because right now that works because we have three customers, right? That would get, if you had five customers, 10 customers on that, or not customers, sorry, competitors. If you had five competitors, 10 competitors, then obviously your cogs go up uh, with that. So we could either tie it to the email or tie it to the number of competitors. I'd say for now, for simplicity, let's just tie it to the email. Okay. And is it one email per subscriber per month? Correct. Perfect. Perfect. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this number of units and I'm going to link this. I'm just going to make it a calculation and I'm going to link this to my uh, subscribers over here. So I've got my basic email these are my subscriptions. And now I've got to do a cost per number of subscriptions. So you said it was $30? No, that would have been in the old model. And this one, let's say it's six. Six. Okay, there you go. So now I'll hit done. And you can see my costs going up like that. So, oh, oh what do we want to call this, by the way? Um, uh, contract labor. Contract labor. Okay. So what I've also done is I've linked this up into my cost of goods sold. So there's a little thing where I can uh, toggle and say whether it's a cog or not. So now if I go to my financials, I'll be able to see, here's my margin, gross profit's going to be about 40%, which makes sense. Um, $6 on a $10 subscription. And you can see now we're having some trouble because we've linked it to the previous month's revenue, but we've thrown costs in there. So if I go and even if I think expand this all the way, theoretically, I don't think we should ever be profitable if we keep our uh, customer acquisition. But I thought you tied. I thought you tied it to uh, net income. Now I was going to, but it created a circular reference thing. Let me try that again and see if. Um, usually, whenever you get into the business of like doing past value of net income. Just financial modeling gets finicky, but let's try it again and see if it works. I want to go income statement. Let's do EBITDA. Yeah, let's do EBITDA. And it's going to be the past value one period there that we're doing stuff that probably shouldn't be done live. Yeah, see, (laughs) whenever you do like crazy stuff like that, a lot of times like in Excel too, it just gets like really finicky whenever you're just doing like past value type stuff. In this case, we could do, let's just make it like a, for now, let's just make it an input and let's say it's a hundred. I'll hit save and let's just add an assumption real quick. Let's say that we just increase, let's just grow it by, you know, for now, let's just say that we're growing it by five percent per month that should give us pretty good growth and it's safe so now your budget's increasing by five percent per month you can see it kind of going up like that so when we get way out here then you're spending we can have it grow by more than that let's have it grow by maybe 15 percent per month and see what that does
That should give us some pretty good. That may be too much. Yeah, now we're spending one point one seven per month, but your but your revenue is going to be huge. But I'm still not profitable. Yeah, it's because your margins are. Um, you're spending a ton of money on marketing, so that's the cool thing about financial modeling. Is because let's see, you have to figure out what your conversion rates and your cost per clicks are to be profitable. Because it's really easy to run an unprofitable right. campaign. So if I go in here now, and let's say in customer acquisition. And let's say my cost per click. Maybe we can't really mess with cost per click because we don't have a ton of control over that. Let's say my conversion rate's like 15%. Like when would I, what would my conversion rate have to be to become profitable? 15% we're still not profitable. So what that tells me maybe is at this price point, paid advertising might not be the best strategy. Assuming that your cost per click is what it is. Because you've got a $100 budget. It's growing by that much. Cost per click is that. What if my cost per click was $1.50 maybe? Then hit done. All right. Now let's see what we got. Now you're very profitable. See, so like you've got those high, you've got those high cost per clicks and then the conversion rates on them can be really tricky. But it's something that you can play around with, you know? Um, yeah, this is great. Because now, so because if it is $1.50, if I look at this and I say my cost per click is $1.50, even if I convert 15% of them, I'm not profitable at scale. What if I convert 30% of them? Am I profitable then? Let's see. Yeah, you're profitable at 30. So it's got to, you just kind of like figure out where, at what point would I have to convert people and if in that first month you don't convert that many, if you don't convert the 20% or whatever it is, then you know paid advertising is not going to work for me. I got to find something else. 20%? Nope. I don't think that's going to do it. So there you go. Learn, this is great. Yep. Learn, learn something about your business. Paid advertising may not be the way to go. Understood. But we shall see. But yes, so we did that. Um, where were we? We just did the... So we did, uh, we added our first expense. Expense, yes. Contract labor, yep. So we linked that to the number of subscriptions, put that in there. What other expenses do we have? I mean, taxes, uh, hosting. Let's do hosting. So hosting, there's a bunch of different ways that you can create expenses here. So we could do it as a percentage of revenue, maybe. Um, that's how... I mean, it depends, but how much do you pay for hosting right now? It, yeah, it should be. I, I actually think it's going to be pretty fixed. Um, this okay. is not a complicated solution. Let's call that um, uh, $100 per month. Cool. Let's just say it's hosting and let's say it's $100 per month. And are you going to start paying that? Are you paying that now? Or are you going to start paying it? And Okay, paying that now. Okay, paying cool. that now. All right, let's make that a cost to get sold. Sting, and then I'll hit done. And so now you've got your margins are down a little bit because right now you're paying it's your margins negative infinity currently because you have no revenue, but you have cogs. And then eventually it scales up and your margins normalize to around that 40%. Yep. All right. What else you got? Uh, then we would have, um, I mean, not a whole lot uh, taxes each year. Uh, there's probably credit card fees, processing fees. 
Yep, let's do that. On so that ten dollars, right? So that will be a percentage of revenue. Yep. We'll say credit card fee. Uh, let's make that a cog. And then we'll just say that's credit card. And 3% usually pretty safe on that one. Yep. So we'll do that. There's your credit card fees. Let's see our margins now. Should be normalized around 36-ish percent roughly. All right. So those are your expenses. We've already got taxes in here um, under other metrics right here. Of course, it's at 10%, so we need to change that maybe to like 27. Uh, let's look at hiring plan. What do you got in terms of, and, and are you going to be raising money into the business? Hope not. Hope not. Uh, it'll just be founder funded. Uh, we'll, we'll bootstrap. And then um, I, uh, we're also hopeful that uh, the way that we're setting up the model to to leverage the the task based cloud cloud based task services, there we won't need to hire people. It'll just be the uh, founders doing the marketing and you know setting up the digital marketing and stuff like that. Or, uh, ideally, this is a very very low overhead business. Cool. Do you ever anticipate paying yourself a salary out of this, or are you just going to like take it? Okay, perfect. perfect. Just do profits distributions. Yeah. So let's do this then. Uh, for now, I'm going to take this uh, paid advertising out. I'm just going to delete it. All right. So now you got this, which starts. So there's your 10. And then you've got these like podcast guests that you got. And we can obviously add more. And this shows kind of like how your revenue goes up, you churn out, and then you get to 200. And um, if I go out here, these are your expenses. And we can look at our financials and see currently, unless we add some additional growth funnels, we're going to um, lose about 26 ish dollars per month. We can actually go in here uh, and let me change my churn rate. We have it at 10% right now. Let's say that it's maybe 5%, which is perhaps a little bit more realistic. Does that do anything? Probably just gives us a few back. It's just a 400. And we eventually make about $8, $16 a month with a 5% churn rate. Right? Right on. And we can throw in, maybe let's do this. Let's do, um, you know, well, we can add more customer customer growth funnels uh, towards maybe the end, but let's add some cash in here and see how much cash this thing eventually generates. So uh, I'm just adding a cash asset right now. Um, and I'm going to add some equity to balance out the balance sheet. Uh, accumulated retained earnings. All right, so we're good. Um, so now, if Wait, I go to- Wait, did you just click a magic button and got that? Added. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. So there's our cash right there. So you can see that I'm burning cash. My cash starts at, you know, negative hundred, negative 200, negative, negative, negative. I think eventually we're going to go positive right here. So in March of 2025, currently you're going to go positive. And then if you keep scrolling, you end up with a cash balance of $751. Now let's say what happens if maybe you get, if I go into customer acquisition and let's say I get a great influencer. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask, show me how an influencer works. That, that's yeah. kind of cool. So if I go in here, let's say we get, let's say we get an influencer, you know, we've been running for a while and we get them in uh, June. So what you can do, there's a couple of different ways to build influencers. We do it. Uh, let's say we just get one. 
All right. Let's say for now in that month, you get one influencer. Um, and let's say that that influencer posts about you guys every month, like once a week, maybe so that's four posts a month. And let's say the leads per post really depends on their following and like how engaged they are. Uh, let's say there's like 20,000 that actually see the posts. Maybe um, that gives you a total audience of 80,000 people that see you. How many of those can you convert? Well, it's an influencer, so it's going to be really low. What if it's like 0.5% or maybe even 0.25% or something like that? You get a tiny, tiny percentage. And I had done, but that's now driving the vast majority of your all's customers. So now let's go back. And now you see that revenue. Now you're at like 37000 per month. Now let's go to those financials. Now you can see you're profitable, right? So you're making 10000 10000 Now let's see that cash. Now you're, you know, generating cash very, very quickly, basically as soon as you launch that influencer. And if you scroll way out into the right, you're sitting at a cash balance of like $500,000. So that's what would be split up. Got it. And you can look at things like maybe if you get here, like let's say you get to this point and now all of a sudden you want to hire somebody to manage all of this and do that full time, then you can just add a person whenever it makes sense. And right. then that obviously reduce the amount of money that you can, um, you know, that you guys are going to be able to take home, but that's kind of how that works. Yeah, for sure. And yep. at some point it, it would absolutely make sense. Yeah. Yep. And you can also put in here, if you guys like, maybe you started and you said our starting cash for the business is like, I don't know, maybe you put in like a thousand just to start it off. And you get it save. And then what that's going to do is it's going to show you, you started with a thousand, you burned a hundred, you burned a hundred, you burned 63. So my balance is 900, 800 going down, going down, going down. Then all of a sudden it goes up whenever you guys start becoming profitable. And it all feeds into the magic three statements. This is awesome. Thanks, man. That's forecaster in a nutshell. Um, and then obviously, if I go back to my dashboard, it's powering all of this stuff for the next 12 months, 24 months, 48 months. Um, and I've got uh, my different ways that I'm getting customers. So this month, I've got no customers coming in. But if I look at my next three months, I've only got 10 customers coming in from the beta. And if I look at my next 12 months, I've got all of my customers coming from influencers. Right. So Kind of like gives you those goals that you got to, you got to focus in on and try to get for your business. This is great. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I'm going to have a blast playing around with this. Well, that is great. And as always, as you're playing around with it, please uh, leverage us a lot. You know, we're, we ourselves are very early. We're still looking for feedback on the app and, and all of that. So we're very heavy handed white glove onboarding, obviously. Uh, but if you need any help, we have intercom right here. You just, you know, send us a message. We'll jump on. We monitor it pretty much all day, every day. So uh, somebody will jump on and help you out. And if you have any more deep questions, we'll jump on a, a call with you and, you know, walk you through it that way. Awesome. Logan, if uh, somebody wants to learn more about Forecaster, where should they do that? Uh, you can send an email to uh, logan at forecaster.co. So I will always respond to anybody that reaches out to me. Uh, you can also go to www.forecaster.co. That's our website. And you can apply for our beta right through the website. And uh, it'll give you a link to schedule a meeting with us right after you fill out that beta. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it. This is great. All right. Thanks so much for having me on. I definitely appreciate it. 
Most founders start companies because they figured out a better way to solve a problem or serve a need. Not because they love tracking payroll, filling out compliance forms, and explaining employee benefits packages. And yet, all that stuff still has to be done. That's why there's Fullstack PEO. Fullstack PEO specializes in turnkey HR for emerging companies. Not just those core services, but advice and expertise that helps founders maximize employee potential. Curious? Find more at FullStackPEO.com. Startup Competitors provides monthly handcrafted email updates on your top competitors. Keep up to date on new hires, marketing activities, events, awards, new product launches, pricing changes, funding, and a bunch more. Learn more at StartupCompetitors.com. Startup Competitors.